Hello, and welcome back to Backyard Barstools. It is currently Monday, September 25th, uh, 2023. Um, we're back. We are... <laughs> in the words of George Judson, we're back. We're back. Um, we are so back. We had some mishaps. Um, just wanted to let all the viewers know that we, uh, we actually recorded this episode about a month ago. And uh, had some serious technical difficulties. And so... We haven't been able to get an episode out um, in about a month, so we apologize for that. And we didn't obviously didn't post anything over the summer, so yeah. Even uh, though we had aspirations to, it didn't. We did. Often our aspirations are are bold, and we can't achieve them. Yeah, but not at all. It's okay. We sat we sat down a couple times and just never never really happened. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Basically, what this episode is going to entail, we're just going to do a little mini. Uh, episode. So if you want to skip this episode and go to our next section, uh, feel free to not listen. But if you want to hear about uh, our summers, which is what we're probably going to talk about, um, stick around and listen. Um, And so, yeah. How are you doing? (laughs) I feel good. I feel good. We we have Tobo Chica. Well, we do. His Tobo Chica was on the ground. Now we both have Tobo Chicas in our hands and they're great. Topo Chico Twist of Lime. Hopefully one day we'll get sponsored. We oh. currently don't have any sponsorships. No sponsorships. Uh, Dude, the Twist of Lime. Be. That's good. It's really I good. I didn't notice it until you said it, and I was like, mm, Yeah, they were... Good. you got to be more observant, I guess. They were All right. six bucks. I bought four of them, so we have two each. But anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll refund That you. was our sponsorship. Maybe, we'll, maybe it'll work out. We'll see. Probably not. But the way it's going to work, I don't even know. I want to talk about my summer briefly, and then we can, then we'll go to Peterson's, and then yeah. we'll wrap up going and make this too long. Yeah, I but. think this will probably, we're going to try to make this a short episode. We're having to re-record. The last time we recorded this episode, it ended up being like a 45-minute episode. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think yeah. we're going to try to shorten it, um, just to give a quick summer recap um, for you guys, and uh, just to, especially inform you on what it might look like to be a Christian, especially in the workplace or maybe as a short-term missionary or uh, if you choose to do a discipleship program. So, yeah. So, why don't we kick it off? Um, What did you do this summer? So, I worked at an investment bank, a middle market investment bank in Houston. And basically, investment banking is like you're essentially acting as real estate agents for companies. So, companies like would come to us to help them either sell themselves or buy another company and we just like facilitated that whole process but yeah so we're doing the best making Houston hours were brutal worked like what were your hours they were probably on average 9am till like at least I'd say 11pm at so least I think that, like 60 hours a week I don't know what's the math there that's that's what that's that's Someone 14 hours out. 14 times 5 14 times 5 is what uh, uh, that's 70 70 <laughs> I should know. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's around there. But I had a couple of 3 a.m.ers, a few past 1 a.m., but yeah, just brutal hours. But like, I enjoyed it. I think it was, I guess to give a brief spiritual overview too, like, I, I just saw how it was super, how like, it can be super difficult to walk with the Lord in a job that's like super demanding, that demands a lot of your time. And that also demands a lot of like, of your emotional quotient, if you will. Like, I feel like a lot of my mind was just spent thinking about work, thinking about assignments need to be done, thinking about projects that need to be done. Um, and so, and it was hard too because I lived with, it was awesome I lived with a couple other believers, but would come home, they would be asleep, 
So I'd kind of just snuggle up next to my <laughs> bedmate, as I called him, Mr. Pablo Durigiaga. Uh, former guest. Former guest. Former guest. Yep. So what were some of those struggles that you just described? I think, man, tangibly and practically, like, I just, my time was so limited. I would only really have time in the morning to get in the word, and I would be lying if I said most mornings I did that. I'd say I'd say majority of them, actually, but not all of them by any means. My roommates and bedmate, Mr. Pablo, had to, like, hold me accountable. <laughs> hold me accountable a lot. So I think just practically time, getting in the word. Inherently, if you're not getting time in the word, after, like, after God's given us this new heart, given us eternal life, like, we need to nurture our soul gave him opportunities to nurture our souls. I feel like I wasn't really doing that. So it flooded over into my life at work. I felt kind of emotionally drained, spiritually drained, um, more prone to stress, more prone to like disbelieve lies about how significant this work truly was. Like, I don't think I was maintaining an eternal perspective as well as I should have. Um, I think I have some regrets with how I approach like conversations with guys and, um, I think I could have had a lot more spiritual conversations, but I think it like speaks to how in order to like be overflow, be an overflowing cup, like our cup first needs to be filled, up. filled yeah. and filled up by the only person who can fill it up is, is the Lord. And, um, so that was a struggle too, just like not having as much of a heart as I would like to share with these guys, even though I think I still like, or God did a good job through me of like sharing the gospel relationally with like my attitude and stuff, but I still fell victim to pessimism at times uh, maybe being negative being stressed and letting stress kind of take away from my perspective on the temporal nature of our um, world and just like a lack of fellowship that's the last thing I'll say just, I feel like obviously I live with the believers but I just didn't get a great time in with them given the hours were demanding so you said uh, lack of fellowship was tough just time in general felt like you didn't have a lot of time to spend in the word or spend with God yeah. Um, what about like in the workplace? What did um, like faith look like in the workplace actually while you were there? Man, I in think in corporate America. In corporate America, the land of the the, the land of the collectors. lost. Honestly, the land of the lost. That's a good movie too, by the way. Probably an inappropriate, <laughs> inappropriate movie. It's a plug for that Will Ferrell movie. Uh, I mean, I think the way it looked is, is that man, it's a constant battle, especially in a demanding place like banking, a constant battle to remind yourself of what's true so I think on a daily basis like really applying the scripture that I was memorizing um, I don't know scripture that talks about you know working hard at everything as if you're working for the Lord not for merely human masters I think of scripture like that or just other scripture like First John where it says do not love the world or anything in the world just like these scriptures that remind me of what's true that like man work is not everything um the faith is the foundation of my life. Jesus is the foundation of my life. I think also just uh, another aspect of it is like evangelism, like leveraging opportunities to share, um, mm. leveraging like the really, I built really strong relationships, but I think I didn't leverage them as much as I wish I did. As much as I wished um, going into it, I think again, it speaks to the fact that I wasn't as maybe abiding as well as I'd want to be in Jesus um, so I think those two things, like constantly reminding yourself, man, what's true? Like, yes, this work is important. We should not squander it. That's dishonoring to God, but we also shouldn't anxiously strive at it um, and let it become part of like our identity and who we are and our value and our worth. Um, so just remind yourself of truth and also like leveraging relationships for um, evangelism or potential like discipleship because um, it is a lost place. Like corporate America is a lost place. 
banking is a lost place. A lot of people are, you know, enthralled with money and such. So just being a light and, and helping just indirectly remind people or even directly of what's true of our world. Yeah, I don't that's good. That's a question. Wow. I, th- I think so. I think we might have skipped over this, but what actually did you do uh, at this place? I heard okay. there was a story of a banana costume <laughs> um, that you, obviously you're an intern, but what... Where were you? What were you actually doing uh, at this job? Um, this is a good question. I guess to first address the banana costume. Basically, these investment banks that haze and no, they don't haze. They don't haze. <laughs> there was like there was like a there was like a intern. They haze and I loved it because I'm a frat. No, they like basically one day we had an intern Olympics. Part of the intern Olympics consisted of actually sprinting around the office, type uh, keyboard like typing tests, and then like speed binding these books basically like punching holes in these long pitch pitch decks and like putting spirals through it it might seem lost so we had to wear banana costumes <laughs> but uh which is kind of funny but then we got we got rebuked by our higher ups within 15 <laughs> minutes of wearing them and so I like shamingly just I remember just taking it off I was like I feel like an idiot as I was taking it off but I have a picture uh, you do have a picture I think the picture might be available I'll, yeah, to the viewers I'll definitely make that available that's awesome I love that I love that for me it's great and then I guess what I did on a daily basis, I mean, anywhere from like helping correct these like pitch decks. Basically, pitch decks are like decks we would use to pitch to a client to be like the bank that helps facilitate the sale of that company. Um, and I would help like adjust these slides according to certain edits or create slides from scratch. Or, man, I could be working within like the financial projection model. These are fancy words that like, uh, I don't <laughs> know. a bunch of true words. I'm throwing buzzwords to make myself sound articulate, I guess. But, I mean, anywhere from that to like helping buying books or helping uh, print stuff off or, but it was super cool where she exposure like how businesses are valued and um, just love developing relationships. I just developed really deep relationships with the guys there given we spent so much time so that was awesome too. Just learning how to, learning the dynamic of a workplace too and how to be respectful and how to, how to, not actually try to appease your higher ups, but also honor them and and do good work for them. That was a delicate dance as well. Um, yeah, that's just a couple couple things. Um, um, I got one more or a couple more questions. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think? How do you think that this internship um, pushed you closer to God? Like, what did you mm. get out of it that you think maybe yeah. was beneficial for your relationship with the Lord? That's a good question. Yeah, I think many people can see at face value, like, man, this sounded just super. Difficult, hard. There must not have been any benefit, but I think one thing I look one I look back and it's developed. I think it's developed. When the first thing I think of is like it's developed my relation, my um, heart for a loss more. I think I think because I've been amongst them in this internship, and I feel like God's worked to like strengthen my heart for a loss because I've actually seen how they live, what they think. Um, so that's been awesome and drawn me closer to God and just recognize the sovereignty more. I think too, maybe the biggest thing is like recognizing how drifting from God is should be this undesirable thing we do not want and I think I drifted from God a little bit but in that he showed me that I don't want to drift ever again because when we drift from God we're more prone to sin mm-hmm. more prone to be discontent uh, more prone to yeah make compromise on our faith and I don't like that and I mourned over certain sins that I feel like I was indulging in that I didn't previously just like mental stuff um, so I think I have more like a desperation to like to cling to Jesus, to be shielded from like the lies of the enemy, but shielded from like the desires of our flesh. So 
seeing how important I think big conclusion of that whole statement for, like feels like I've seen how important abiding in Christ really is mm. just this buzzword it's just like man we should be we should see this desperation to cling to Jesus because he is our yeah. only hope and conquering our flesh and conquering the enemy and obviously defeating sin and death and stuff so yeah so heart for the lost importance of abiding in Christ and um, developing desperation for Jesus and then how also how like man a job money does not satisfy too it's it's so apparent um even though those people in this workplace are tempted to believe that they'll see it comes up short so those are a few of the that's so good dude takeaways seems like um yeah. Corporate America is definitely a tough spot to be, um, especially as a yeah. believer. It's a very lost area, but it sounds like, you know, with, with Jesus, I mean, it's it's definitely possible, and it's it's needed. It's um, There's so many evangelism opportunities, and, uh, you know, they talk about sending so many missionaries overseas, but truthfully, there's still a huge need here in America, and so that's really cool. Totally. That you got to go and be a light. Um, yeah. I think my, or yeah, I, and I visited you once, and I just remember seeing how, how, <laughs> how did, down you bad you were. how I was? How did yeah, you describe when, me? When you walked in, you looked, you literally looked like Batman. You had like, like the biggest bags under your eyes, and you had just come back from like a, mm. like a social event, like that your company was holding, yeah. and you looked like you hadn't slept in days. I didn't look healthy. I remember being, I was like, I was like, what do you mean? I look fine. And I remember walking to the bathroom, and I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I looked like or Batman or like Emperor Palpatine. You were <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Like with my, I, I remember I had the blanket over my head. <laughs> yeah, he, Peterson surprised me, which was awesome. But I was <clears> not. <throat> I wish I was in a better emotional <laughs> state. <laughs> um, I got. But, yeah. All right. I think I got one more. Okay. One more good question. Then we'll, then we'll switch um, roof. What are three things that you would tell someone going into a corporate world as yeah. a believer? Um, what are, what are, what's some advice you'd give to them? After doing this internship, gosh, I remember you asked me this question when we first recorded, and it was a hard question to answer because there are so many ways I can go with this. This is a good question, man. I think I think like I think of the takeaways I had. I think I think first of all, I'd emphasize to those people that where the where their identity truly lies, their identity is is in Jesus, no matter what, no matter how tempted we are to believe that work is more important in our relationship with Jesus. No matter how often we are to believe that, or if we believe that, it's just not true. And I think, so that's one thing, emphasize that man, your identity is not in your work, not in your performance, which is so hard to hear given like the workplace is about performance. Like upward mobility is gained through performance and we want to perform well, um, but not at the expense of our identity in Jesus. So that's one thing. I think secondly... So wait, sorry, just to recap that. Oh. You said reminding, or... or like a reminder of... of that their identity is in Christ okay. and not in like in their work or who they are in the workplace. Okay. It's all it's always rooted in Jesus, which is like a obvious reminder. But um, so remain keep your identity in Christ. Yeah, keeping identity in Christ. Um, I think I think touching on what you said earlier, like I think sometimes I'm tempted to believe that missions or ministry is put on a pedestal over you know the marketplace, the workplace, um, and I can sometimes feel like man, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe this is subpar. I mean, I feel like the varsity believers go overseas, <laughs> or the varsity believers join join a ministry. But I think, like you said, I would literally say exactly what you said. Like, just remind those people that man, if they if they're prayerful about this decision and confident God wants them there, like man, that can be a huge light and asset yeah. to the kingdom in this area of work. You're a missionary um, where you stand. 
Yeah, you you really are. Like seriously, yeah. and man, people here are as lost as they are in I don't even know Uganda. I'm reminded of Uganda because one of Peterson's roommates is currently there, right? Is that yeah. Is? Okay. Uh, I think thir- so. I hope so. <laughs> third thing. Let's see if I have a third thing. Man, I guess just abide in Jesus. Make time, no matter what is going on, what stress is happening. You need to find time, whether that's 30-minute QT, hour QT, five-minute prayer in the bathroom. Like you need to find time. Otherwise, we'll be prone to drift. So, like, emphasizing the, how we're des- we should be desperate to abide and not anxious to abide, but in a way like just striving for that continually, knowing the benefits that it has. So, that's good. That's yeah, good. I think I would add in a fourth one there okay. uh, of just that's find good. fellowship, find yeah, find a group of people that can hold you accountable and. Um, that can that can lift you up and uh, fill you up rather than drag you down. Yeah, um, I believe it's good. Cause he, those get plugged in at a church. That's a good one too. Yeah. These are good ones. You could just those kind of those kind of <laughs> coincide. Those are real good because those make the other the previous three in a way more achievable and less daunting to not achieve, mm. less daunting to like good, experience. Good word there, daunting. Daunting. I like that word. Yeah, I do need about the source. Um, but, but yeah, regrets. Do I have regrets? Do you have regrets? <laughs> I don't have regrets. Okay. I think I Good. think I was prayerful about it and then felt confident that I was meant to be there and so I don't think I can have regrets. Like yes, do I think Peterson's about to talk about his experience. Like yes, that experience sounds awesome, amazing, fun and um and man, this experience this summer was not comfortable for me, but I think God taught me a lot through the mm-hmm. uncomfort, through the difficulty. Mm, um that's good. and it's really good. Yeah, I think a lot of good came from it uh, but yeah should we move on that's, we that's my summary we're doing, we're doing great on time okay perfect well to move on piercing will provide a no I don't want to say brief because I don't want to constrain you just an <laughs> over, overview of oh. what you did it was very similar to what I did super similar yeah almost the same um, <laughs> almost exactly the no, same so I uh, yeah so I lived in Florida for about eight weeks um, I did this discipleship program called Kaleo which is actually where me and Bonnet became close friends um, one year prior, but uh, this year I got to go as a leader, um, and it was really cool. I got to lead four other guys, two guys in my uh, in my fraternity, and two guys in another fraternity here at Texas A and M. Um, and basically, we lo- all lived together. We were in a, I guess you'd say it was a resort, um, which sounds <laughs> yeah, it's a resort. Sounds, oops, I guess put quotes around that. It's a resort. Um, Oops, my bad on that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a resort. And uh, yeah, dude, we got to, uh, I just got to lead these guys in their faith and, uh, you know, just get to equip them and help them get around. And uh, it was really, really, really cool, um, especially when you're in Orlando. Um, it's a very, very amazing city. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the way to describe this experience was um, it's an eight week discipleship program where you're equipped to learn how to share your faith, you learn more about the gospel. Um, you're basically kind of put in an environment where you work a uh, full-time job and you go to trainings at night, you learn about Jesus, you're equipped. Um, I know I said that a bunch, but um, overall it was just an amazing experience where um, you just get to grow really close to a lot of different people. Um, There's about, I think, 85, 90 Ags there, um, Aggies as in Texas A&M students. 
and uh, guys, girls, and so you just you get to go hang out with them, and the fellowship is just the best it'll ever be in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so much fun, and even like for example, on Sundays we would go out, we'd serve at our church, go to church, and then we'd go out to the beach, um, which is about an hour away, and we would go evangelize to the lost. And mm-hmm. so it was really cool. It was great practice, and you literally um, just. You have some amazing experiences out there where you're just truly connected to God in a way that is um, just very unworldly. It's very, uh, very otherworldly, and so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's really fun. So, yeah, that's what awesome. Are, what are some uh, questions you have? Actually, no questions. I think we should end it right here. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have. It didn't really spark my interest. No, I'm uh, kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I think first thing I think it's cool. As Peterson said, like we, me and him both met and got tied two summers ago, it's not this previous summer, the one before, and we went out as participants, so like kind of the people that, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, you're, you're just being, describe it. you're being well, like, you have a leader, yeah. um, and, it's raining as well. Oh. Is it raining? Oh yeah, also, preface, we, uh, we didn't stay true to our nature, and, uh, we're not outside on bar stools. Oh shoot! <laughs> yes, I forgot to say that earlier. It got hot, and so it got we're really weak, hot. I guess. We're, I mean, we're in the middle of Texas, and it is steaming out here. There's grace. So this is more so like, and we're not. Even, we're also not on our bar stools. We're not on our bar stools, but they're here. So you know, I guess we have our topos. We do. We got the, one third of the the criteria the brand. But anyways, yeah. sorry, participants. To, um, so yeah, so we were. Per- we were participants last year. Um, it was our first time going. So you're always yeah. a participant the first time. But then it's almost like you become a counselor almost your second year. But, yeah. you know, you're almost the same age. So it's not really like a – it's more of just a spiritual uh, mentor, mentorship role kind of. Yeah. Uh, That's helpful. That oh, my there. question – my question was like, okay, given – okay, went to Clay last summer as a participant. Um, you know, I don't know what the percentage-wise is on people who choose to go back – Probably, I don't know, I don't want to even have to guess, but what, I guess what brought you back, man, you could have used that this past summer for mm. an internship and be heathen like me, I guess. <laughs> no, you could use internship or whatever, chill or do classes. <laughs> like, what brought you back, especially given it's a role where you're more so pouring yourself out, like, it can sometimes be intimidating, like, so, like, what yeah. brought you back? No, it definitely was, and honestly, it was something that I didn't really account for. Um, I think I was so excited to get back that I didn't even consider the challenges that I might face. But um, I want to be 100% honest and say that I didn't really need to do any classes at the time. I didn't really need an internship. And so it was just kind of the best option available for me. Um, You know, a lot of our friends were going back. There was, uh, you know, you said I don't want to talk about retention rate, but Mm -hmm. truthfully it was about, I'd say, you know, a good 40% of our friends went back. Yeah. And so... um, it was really, really, really fun, dude. And, you know, I mean, you know you know how it was the previous year, but, I mean, you're just, you're in an awesome city. You're with amazing people. You're you're having a blast. Um, it is just, and, and you're just, you're getting to spend so much time with God mm-hmm. and, and, and just learn about Him. I mean, I, I didn't get to go dive into specifics, but each week is themed off different things. So, you know, some weeks are like how to date as a Christian or how to, uh, what's, what is the truth of the gospel? You know, how do we prove the gospel's existence, etc.? Um, and so, I mean, each week you're just learning a new subject and a new topic that I, you know, I've continuously used in my conversations here, yeah. back on campus or just out in the real world. Um, and so, um, to answer your question, 100%, what got me back was I think just 
how it is so awesome to see so many Aggies all fighting for fellowship with Christ. Mm. You know, like First John talks about how like we have fellowship with Him because of the blood of Christ, and so this fellowship is just a different experience. Um, we actually recently went to uh, Lake Bryan, which is a lake out here. Um, Beautiful lake. No, no, it's it's a nasty lake, but it's 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 fun and it's it's exciting and it's what we have out here. So 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 we had like twenty five, maybe maybe more honestly. People go out there, guys and girls, and uh, there was another guy that came along, and he said that he just got to see Hmm. how differently we lived, how exciting we were, even though we weren't having a beer in our hands or we weren't um, just doing anything debaucherous. I mean, it was just. It was just all for the love of Jesus, and mm-hmm. we had a blast. And it was one of the most fun days that I've ever had. And, and this guy thought the same thing. I'm not going to name him, but um, but later it he said that he, I, I think, oh, I'm trying to think of what exactly he said, but he was like, he's like, I had so much fun, and I've never seen, like I saw the joy that everyone else had there, and he's like, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. And it later... Uh, later decided to give his life to Christ. I think it was actually that day. So I think it was too. That's uh, crazy. Really, really, really cool. Um, but that that's what Kaleo is about. It, it's just in you're just being so well equipped to go out and share your faith and live truly in the real world as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to go back and uh, you know get to multiply my own life into others. To mm. make a long answer short. Yeah, that's good. Hey, spiel. It's a spiel friendly zone. So this is good. Um, I guess a follow-up question that, so I feel like you kind of already touched on it, but maybe you speak to, like, how... Maybe you speak to, like, how the experience, experience this past summer and the previous summer were different, and the difficulties associated with, like, that difference. Like, why... Yeah. If that makes... I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Like, uh, I'd you say kind of touched on, like, the participant versus leader thing, but, yeah. man, I guess touch on, like, the difficulties of... Maybe both, but also emphasize like the difficulties of, I guess, leader, given that was the yeah. most recent experience. I'd say, I mean, the two there's two major differences from this year and last year. I mean, it was in the same place. Um, well, actually, I want to preface that the job that I worked this year sucked. Um, so that, that made my experience a lot harder, but um, obviously not impossible. And, you know, it's a job. You get it done. It is what it is, but mm-hmm. um, we were at this place called Wonderworks, and so that it made life a lot harder. But uh, <laughs> we don't have to get into it. <laughs> anyways, we don't have to get into it's a scar. It. It's but uh, to to be honest, the two biggest differences were one, I'd say my own spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, going to last year as a young believer, um, you know, probably around six months in the faith, and even then, like just you know, not a lot of growth from myself. Um, on my own time and so uh just getting led getting trained up getting uh, uh just getting quality time in with god like um, that was kind of my focus last year um you know pouring getting people pouring into me mm-hmm. rather as this year it was a lot about you know with my newfound like more mature like just being more mature and, and more having more of a heart for jesus and god um was pouring out to others and so I would definitely say from the participant role, there's a lot less responsibility. You know, you're just kind of getting yourself around, hanging out, and um, just getting a really, really well equipped. Um, but vice versa, on the on the leader side of things, it was, I mean, very difficult. You're having to worry about yourself. You're having to worry about your your own time with God, 
as well as all your participants, um, you know, I, I had a group of four other dudes that I was having to uh, constantly just pour into and, and, you know, provide truth. And it was, it was a lot of times. I, there was a lot of doubts and a lot of um, just obstacles that I didn't foresee, I think. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the good thing is you have a lot of other mature believers around you that, you know, you can take prayer walks with or just uh, pray with them. And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, dude, that's well said. I think, like, amidst, it's another follow-up question that, like, amidst those difficulties, like the difficulties of pouring oneself out, because, man, we're all, like, selfish beings at our core. Our, our default is not to pour ourselves out, but through Jesus, through relationship with Jesus, obviously we grow more of a heart to do that. So how do you see, how did you see like God maybe sustain you amidst those difficulties and what did that mm. like look like? It's a good question. Um, yeah. You know, <clears throat> there was a lot of doubt going into that summer. Um, yeah. I think early on, well, like literally the first week I was like, man. My doubt, you said, doubt in like. Doubt in myself. Okay. Um, doubt in myself as a leader. Uh, like I was like, I'm not qualified to be here. Mm. I'm, like I literally should be a participant. I'm I'm so like immature and things like that. And um, but you know, the doubt of God, also just of God placing me there um, in that role. Because uh, while I was doubting myself, I was truly doubting God. And so, um, I kind of forgot your question. Can you repeat it real quick? Oh, there you go. It was so impactful that you forgot it. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> really good. Uh, like, like I guess amidst those difficulties, how did you see God oh, yes, sustain yes. you? And, and like, what did that look like? I think people yeah. hear this and be like, oh, man, I want God to sustain me right. like that. Yeah. Not, not that, like, God's sustaining nature is, pre- is predicated on our faith, but, like, yeah. yeah. I think, truthfully, what really helped with that, though, and that's why I was talking about doubt, sorry, um, is just because I had to run to him for everything. Mm. Um you had to find, I mean, any little second that you had yourself, you were spending time in prayer. Um, you were trying to get quiet time in because, you know, you're trying to lead these guys and worry about four other guys while you're doing all these important, or while you're also trying to get your own spiritual growth, trying to, you know, pour, like, get spiritual intake through the word and other things. And so um, running to God in every instance um, is just so important. And it's so tough because I think as humans, we're just naturally, te- like, we just have a tendency to run to other things first. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's just like, it's not going to fill us up. You know, we could run to anything. It could be media. It could be food. It doesn't even have to be anything sinful. It could just be just, I mean, video game. It could be whatever, it, yeah. you know, it might be. But even just even just what, being with our friends, but we have to run to God first. You know, he's the one who's going to sustain us. They talk about the, the cisterns. I don't know if you ever heard the story about the, the cisterns. There's one cistern that is, uh, it's full. It's it's structurally sound. It's it's and it's full of you know well water, and that is the bread of life. That's God, right? And so He's going to sustain us. But the other cistern, anything of this world, is broken, and it's going to constantly leak. And it may satisfy us for a little bit, a little bit, excuse me, a little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> it's <laughs> never it's never going to fully satisfy us. Yeah. Um, and so I just had to really, really learn to run to God in every instance and uh, by prayer, petition, and just time in the Word. Yeah. Man, that's good. I was reminded of a verse. I was trying to look it up. But just, I think, like a verse about God. Or a verse about like, through the Holy Spirit being 
fully equipped for every good work. There's some verse yes. out there I can't. Oh, that's in my that's in my saying box as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you should know it. For wait, for quote to you for every good. Well, maybe it's um, there's also one in Ephesians two where it's like for we are God's hand we're creating Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. But that's not like that's not super relevant. Of, I know, but I think I think where I was going with that like it's cool to see so that we um, may be equipped for every good work. In Second Timothy, in Second Timothy three seventeen, I think that's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, Okay, this is all a, scripture is God breathing is useful for a second Timothy three sixteen. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training, training righteousness. And righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped that's for it. every good works. It's, it's three sixteen through seventeen. That's it. So I guess it's a, that's another answer to our question, like in right. order to be equipped for those moments for pouring yourself out, maybe we have to be washing our mind and the word and what's true and getting yeah. in God's word. Um okay, you touch on the difficulties on what it looked like for God to sustain you amidst those difficulties. Um, this is a random question I had. I'm interested to see what you say too. How has, could you like compare and contrast what just happened? I think he almost got his fingers stuck, in the, finger stuck in the bottle. <laughs> That's always terrifying. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, I'm meant to live the rest of my life with my finger in a bottle. Um, okay, how has your, how are we on time by the way? A couple more questions? We're, we're fine on time. Okay. Um, we're at 33. Okay, great. I've got more questions and we can kind of go off the dome. So have you seen your view of God? Or maybe can you compare and contrast your view of God between last Cleo and this, well, two Cleos ago and this past Cleo? How has your view of God changed? Mm. Or have you seen it grow or in what ways? Or yeah. can you look back and like see your ignorance in certain areas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that? No, what does it look like? I'm actually, oh, I like yeah. this question. Um, no, I think it's, it's really interesting to think about that because last year... You know, I was such a baby believer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to learn about God. Yeah. You know, I think that there were so many things that I weren't, I wasn't accustomed to, and now being, you know, being fully established for, you know, about almost two years in the faith going into this summer, um, it was just really cool to find ways to uh, appreciate God more, um, to humble myself in certain ways. You know, I think that like. Last year, it was all about just being equipped, being trained, how to do certain things, how to mm-hmm. get a quiet time in consistently with God, how to um, how to pray for the nations, things mm-hmm. things like that. And this year, you know, after knowing all those things, now it's all about, man, how do I better myself? How do I look more like Jesus? How do I act more like Jesus? How do I how do I love Jesus more? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I think learning to love God mm-hmm. and learning to use the word abide when you were talking about your experience and I think learning to abide in God in every aspect of your life um, you know not just 90% of the time or you know when other people are around but truthfully you know when no one's watching you know what personalizing your faith almost to a point mm-hmm. uh, and so um, I think yeah, especially, and like I said, just running to him in every instance, um, truly relying on him because, you know, you get to a point where you realize that nothing actually will fill you up. I think we, we know it, but we don't always 100% believe it. Mm-hmm. But when you're at a point like this summer out there where we were, you have to truly, like, utilize that and, like, like believe it because it's true. Um, yeah. I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. That reminds you of I don't know if you've seen Family Feud. 
Oh. Whenever whenever they have, they can have Hardy. the most atrocious answer oh, as yeah. families, and no matter what, the rest of the family members are always like, good answer! Yep. It's up there, Steve! That reminded me of that. Um, okay, a couple more questions. And then we can segue into something, maybe. Um, so you mentioned, like, okay, loving God more, I think... My, the skeptic in me, or just someone out there listening, could be like, "Man, how okay?" Y'all are using the words "abide," using these phrases like "love God more." Like how someone's like, "Man, I feel inadequate." How do I just love? How do you just love? How God I can more? just love God? Yeah. More. How is that achievable? Or what? Yeah, that's a that's a great. That's yeah. a it's a hard question. Qu- it's <laughs> it's a hard question because I struggle um, with this too. Man, how would you answer that? Practice. Yeah. Um, I don't have a great answer for you, but yeah. <clears throat> from what I've experienced, continuously being around fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, getting trained up. When you're when you're with other believers, you're gonna you're gonna pick up on things. You're gonna learn certain things from certain people. Um, if you if you truly do seek God out, um, even if it's not your your will, you know, even if you're not like desiring Him at all times, um, you're gonna learn and you're going to. Um, you're gonna to want to rely on him more. When you, the more that you learn about like his love for you, and you know the sacrifice that he paid and everything that he has given to you, um, all the blessings that you've received, you're gonna love him even more, and you're gonna to want to, um, gosh, you're just gonna to want to live for him even more. And so it's, it's crazy because it feels like in the beginning it can feel like such a burden, you know. I don't want to spend an hour in the Word a day. I don't want to spend, you know, 30 minutes in prayer or whatever. I don't want to, you know, give up these certain things. But, you know, the more that you live in the faith, the more that you realize what a small, small, small sacrifice that is mm-hmm. in comparison to what He did for us. Um, yeah. I think that's a good answer. So, yeah. it, is a, it is a hard question, too. It's I think, a really hard I, I think question. too, we're, I com- we're like, yeah. compelled to think that it's, that we need this like emotional love because when we hear love we're so used to just like romantic raw emotional compulsion <laughs> all this stuff yeah. and I don't all, I don't always feel that I mean, most of the time I don't feel this emotional like compulsion to love God honestly so I'm thinking I pulled up there's a verse there's a verse in John 14 23-24 it says anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them we will come to them and make our home with them anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching so Another answer to that question is like, man, can you love. say that three times fast? <laughs> I was trying to say something. <laughs> uh, but so another way to love God is by man obeying, obeying His scriptures, not as a means ah, to like achieve good. salvation, but as a means to like honor Him. And then also, I heard once recently, like discipline turns into desire. So we have a, a discipline. Whoa, did you hear that? It's like da, 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 da. we have a discipline to like obey the scriptures, a discipline to get in the Word daily, slowly over time. Like I'm confident that God is faithful to provide that emotional compulsion that desire to follow what he says out of love not out of simply um, obedience although obedience is like commanded um, so I had one more question or should we wrap it up you can you can fire your last question also I just want to say I love that discipline turns to desire it's good I heard That's that really good shout out well I should shout out the person that said it yeah recently. go ahead shout out Catherine Fan it was in, hey. it was in it was meow 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 meow, meow cat it was in a at Labor's team, it's like our monthly kind of ministry meeting, and we're at the same table. And she mentioned that I heard it before, but it was she's the most recent person that said it, and so I will credit <laughs> I will credit her with it. Let's go, uh, meow meow. meow, meow. <laughs> I hope you listen to this. <laughs> I doubt she will. Maybe maybe people will point her. Someone to it. someone will tell her. Last question was, 
Biggest. It's so hard to say singular. I was gonna say biggest singular takeaway from Kaleo. Biggest summer. singular takeaway. That's a hard question. What? Is that? Uh, is that like a redundant thing to what's say? What's the? What's my biggest takeaway? Biggest um, takeaway. If you boil it down to like an idea, oh, that's so tough. I know. You know, it's also hard to answer because that was like three months ago. That is hard. But wait. Or biggest no, thing you learned about God to boil to narrow it down a little bit. Or yeah. Um. Biggest takeaway, man. I would just say, or um, or most or just significant takeaway you think of. Yeah, because it can be stressful to boil it down. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna go back to this, but you know, at Clay, it's so easy to conform. Um, mm-hmm. It really is. Um, it's it's so easy to walk or you know talk the talk. Yeah. But it's not always easiest to walk the walk when you're alone. You know, when there's so many guys that are. And girls that are all loving Jesus around you, um, it's very easy to want to get on that love and um, and show that. But when you're by yourself, sometimes it's not always the easiest. You know, sometimes you want to revert mm-hmm. to old ways. Sometimes you, 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 I mean, straight up, you just want to sin. It's yeah, just a, it's just the truth. Um, <clears throat> but and that's why fellowship is so important. Um, which I guess my takeaway would be um, run back to God. Mm. Run back to God. And then also, many takeaway, surround yourself with good fellowship. Mm. Um, you know, First John talks about, I'm, I'm going to go for First John again. Uh, I don't remember exactly where, but it says like, oh, shoot, it says like, if we walk in the light. Yeah, yeah it's for we, Sean 1 something. Yeah, it's definitely for Sean 1. If we walk in the light, as he, as good, he is in the light. As he is in the light, we have good fellowship. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us yeah. from all sin. That was not off the dome. That was, I read that. He read that. But, you know, it says, doesn't it say, like, if we don't, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. Truth is not in us. But I think, probably not the perfect scripture of what yeah. I was thinking about, but. Um, there's the significance of fellowship. This the significance of yeah. fellowship and the significance of man, like the like it said, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, and so just constantly reminding yourself of the sacrifice that Jesus paid for us. Mm. Um, constantly trying to live in that love. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's great. Let's yeah. go. Summer's yeah. over. We are a month into the school year. We are. We're in the so grind. Give us grace. It's a little. We are in the grind. Give us grace in recapping summer. Yeah. It does feel like a fever dream at this point, but <laughs> it really does. It's hard to even. It was remember only about two months ago, but I really thought it was like three or four months for a second. I know that's crazy. Um, but yeah, um, and I just want to preface by saying that whatever you choose to do, um, whether it be ministry, missions, or corporate job, whatever it may be, um, there is ways that. There are ways that you can find faith um, in all three of those scenarios, and yeah. none of them are going to be easy. None of them are going to be easy. You're all, you know, they always talk about following Jesus is it's the right path, but it's never the easiest path. Um, yeah. Truthfully, there will be persecution. There will be struggle. There will be sin. Um, we are all without, or we are all sin, sinful. I almost said sinless, but that's just not true. <laughs> Rebuke, <laughs> uh, no. right? Romans three twenty three. Uh, yeah, but anyways, so yeah, uh, yeah, and you, you can and you that. can 
Yeah, you can glorify God in any of those three spheres. Yeah, None really of them are inherently better or worse than another. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we got. Yeah, that was our little outro. Yeah. So um, this is supposed to be a mini episode. We're at forty-three minutes. <laughs> Actually, I think we've surpassed the other one. Not so many, many episodes. Not so many, many episodes. Um, but yeah. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. We'll have uh, our normal, normal episodes resuming yep. very shortly. I, I don't want to. I don't want to give an exact day because we have no idea. <laughs> We're prone. Like like we said, our aspirations are often. I don't know what the verb is. Often like, don't line up with what happens in reality. Yeah. I guess this is a long-winded way of saying yeah. that, but. Yeah, we'll have a guest on next episode, so you don't just have to be bored by hearing yeah. us too. Yeah, if you but. somehow made it through all of that, uh, thank you, and we hope to see you soon. All right, peace see out, you guys. Bye.